0: If you're enjoying our show, please make sure you're subscribed and join us on Patreon today, starting at a tip of just three dollars at Patreon.com/slash Green Dreamer. Every little bit helps and really adds up, and that is the power in community. So, thank you so much for however you're able to support our work.
1: It's all these little lessons that slowly break down everything you think that you know and allows you to have this broader view and appreciation for the world that we live in. It's all just one planet and we're all one people and it's just incredible. You start to feel more connected and you start to understand less and at the same time understand more.
0: How can traveling inspire a deeper appreciation for humankind and its diversity, inspire more harmony and connection in our world, and inspire awareness of our world's social and environmental issues? What does it take to move people from awareness to action through social media and visual storytelling? That's just the tip of the iceberg of what you'll hear today. If you're not already following me on Instagram, you can find me there at Kamea Shane. That's K A M E A C H A Y N E. I'll be sharing more of my ongoing learning lessons, inspirations resources in holistic wellness and sustainability, and reminders for you to recenter and stay grounded, because we really need you to be in your best health to support this movement. I look forward to connecting on Instagram. And now to our episode, let's dive in. Hey, it's Kamea Shane, and this is Green Dreamer, a podcast for creatives, visionaries, and entrepreneurs dreaming of a sustainable future. Thank you for bringing your light. If you haven't already, make sure to hit subscribe, and together, let's learn what it takes to thrive in every sense of the word. Our guest today grew up as a wide eyed jungle boy, surfing, diving, and exploring the islands of Hawaii. Through this, he's developed a unique perspective that he shares creatively, both in front and behind the camera, which has led to him earning the nickname Modern Day Tarzan with a Camera. If you're active on Instagram or YouTube, you might have come across his account before. His username is at Captain Potter. And he tells stories of diverse cultures, environmentalism, and open-minded travel. I've been following him for a while now, and his videos and photos just always really captivate me and inspires me to go out there to connect with nature and to explore our world. If you don't already follow him, make sure to check his work out at Captain Potter. And for now, let's go on to hear his story. Green Dreamer, starting with what inspired his passion for the environment, here's Sam Potter.
1: Growing up in Hawaii, you're just surrounded by beauty, obviously. There was a house that we had that was surrounded by horse pastures, and so we got to play with the horses every day. and me and my brothers would like climb trees and wait for hours for the horses to kind of walk under us. and then we'd be hanging from these branches and we'd drop like three or four feet onto the backs of these horses. And that was kind of, that's kind of like a good idea of what my childhood was like. It was just very outdoorsy. And we kind of grew up in a really safe place in a really beautiful and outdoorsy setting. And it just kind of instilled this appreciation for what was around us. My dad was a big spear fisherman. Um, we had a garden. So we got a lot of our food from our neighbors and from ourselves, and it just kind of instilled this knowledge of, yeah, like, we live on planet Earth. And I think that's kind of a blessing and a rarity, I'd say, for a lot of people. It's something that I took for granted, for sure.
0: So when did you realize that this was rare for you to live so closely with nature?
1: I really didn't appreciate that until I started traveling, which was right outside. of uh, Right when I got out of high school, I started to travel. And I was just exposed to different ways of life and different people. And I started to understand, like, whoa, like, the way I grew up is actually very unique.
0: And then what was one of the first things you learned that made you feel like nature was being harmed and needed to be protected?
1: I think that as a kid, that was instilled as well. Like, what we would do is we have a lot of wild chickens here on Kauai which I don't know if a lot of people know, but we do. Like, there is a lot of chickens. <laughs> um, and so what happens quite frequently is the little baby chicks will get lost from their mom, and they can't survive on their own. And me and my brothers would always find these baby chicks and bring them in. And my mom would just give us this look like, seriously, <laughs> you brought another one. But she'd fall in love with it just as fast as well. So we were constantly bringing these chickens into our home and kind of, trying a lot of the times they don't make it. They really do need their mother. But we would help a couple kind of get back on their feet and raise these chickens. And I think that is really was an experience that made me who I am and having a heart for the environment. As I grew up, I think the biggest thing that hit me was like, wow, all the trash and plastic and debris that washes up on our island. Um it just, it just, you know, you see a piece of trash like this doesn't belong here and you pick one up and you pick another one up and then, you know, pretty soon you are get your friends together and you're doing beach cleanups because you're just like, well, this doesn't belong here. Someone needs to take it out. And So I think that plastic was kind of the first our planet needs help eye-opener.
0: Is that common in Kauai to find plastic washing ashore? Oh, yeah.
1: It's insane. So uh, we have a few beaches that are angled Um, Due to currents that just get mass amounts of plastic. The whole beach would be plastic if we didn't organize beach cleanups. Um, But yeah, you'll see plastic on every beach you go to.
0: Definitely time to do something about it then. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, so people call you modern day Tarzan with a camera. And it sounds like you were already Tarzan growing up. When did the camera come into this picture? Because now you're a content creator, you have a YouTube channel, you're on Instagram. How did this all get started?
1: I always loved taking photos. Um, when I was in fifth grade, I was always kind of a little money maker. Like, I'd buy mangoes from my uncle for 10 cents a pop. We'd climb the trees, pick the mangoes, fill a cooler. I'd put my cute little brother. In a diaper and put them out <laughs> on the side of the road with a mango, like ice-cold mango sign, and I'd sell them for three dollars for the little ones, five dollars for the big ones, and I'd get tourists coming up that just thought we were cute and give us twenty bucks. <laughs> so yeah, we would we would walk away with around like three hundred dollars in a day, and so we would I would I would I was saving up this money. Obviously, I split it with my brothers, and that is a considerably good day. Like we wouldn't usually make that much, but sometimes. Um, but I saved up all my money and I bought a camera. I think I've always just liked to create things and a camera just seemed like a fun way to do it. It wasn't until Instagram came out and I was in high school that I kind of got reinterested in taking photos. And the real takeoff for me was when I started to make videos. I was in Spanish class and we were watching... A movie in Spanish. And I was doing my science homework. And my teacher started to chew me out about how I wasn't paying attention to the movie. (laughs) And I was like, Are you kidding me? Like, I'm trying to do my work. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not watching your movie. Like, you're supposed to be teaching us things like we're literally, we were just watching some stupid movie. And I didn't understand how it was beneficial to me. And (laughs) I got angry. And I left the class. Um, and I went to my photography class because the teacher was nice. And I figured he'd <laughs> let me do my science homework. And he wouldn't let me do it either. And I was like, well, I can't go back to my Spanish class. Um, so I stayed. And He's like, well, you, um, if you're going to be here, you have to do my work. And I said, this is photography class. It's easy. Your work is done. He's like, we'll figure something out. And so I started, I I, I got my phone out and I started um, filming my friends. It was just fun little stuff. And they, I, had a, I had a blast with it. And I just kept making little videos with my phone. And then one day we went camping on a beach that requires that you kayak into it um, for a few miles. So I couldn't really bring my phone. And I was like, okay, I'll bring a GoPro because they're waterproof. And I started filming things with the GoPro. And then I kept on filming things with the GoPro. And then a couple people hired me to like shoot. Like, oh, we'll pay you $100 to shoot this coconut water. I'm like, Okay, sounds good. Like I was so excited. And I just kind of kept running with it. And I started to make a little bit of money. And I started to buy better gear and then make more money and buy better gear. And then I started to kind of work for myself and try and create kind of my own brand and my own person instead of creating for others. And I just kind of kept running with it.
0: That's awesome. So what would you say your brand is all about? I don't
1: know how to categorize myself. Uh, My Instagram, I think my Instagram bio is some people, it pretty much says some people call me blank, blank, and blank. And I just say, I'm trying to be like, I just want to be a good person. Like, I don't know what I am, but I want to be a good person. That's always kind of been my goal. But, you know, I guess it's a mix of like kind of this Tarzan Island boy idea that people have labeled me as since I'm very outdoorsy and need to learn how to wear a shirt. Um, And then traveling and the environment. And just, I take a lot of pride in not just being a typical Instagrammer who's just kind of just talking about themselves and not really doing anything meaningful or, and I'm not saying all people like this, but I'm, I'm just saying as a whole, Instagram is, and all social platforms, can be rather shallow. Um, and I take pride in trying to bring depth and meaning and purpose. And a lot of the stands that I take are environmental ones.
0: For sure. And um, you recently shared on Instagram how it can be difficult to work within the social media space in a healthy way to not get consumed by this oversaturation and noisy environment. So what were you going through that led to this self-awareness? I think that
1: traveling's also kind of taught me that lesson of going on a trip and coming back and looking at the footage and almost not even remembering it like I, I go through my clips and I wouldn't have any there'd be no emotion behind it I wouldn't have an experience because I was so wrapped up in creating because creating is a big part of who I am it's it's like if to me it feels like I've like a split personality like I have the creative, and I have the enthusiast and they both kind of need each other. It definitely requires a balance because if I go too far into the creative state, I miss the experience. And it's also taxing on the, on the other side of I want to experience, not just to create, but to actually experience. And sometimes being in such a demanding and noisy platform, you feel taken over like you're almost watching your own life through your feet. <laughs> it's just important to for me to put the camera down. I want to be able to experience it fully so that I can share that experience as best I can with everyone else.
0: So it's this balancing between being mindful and being present, just taking it all in as you and creating it to share with somebody else.
1: Exactly. Yeah, it's it's just it's creating and learning and being all in one space, and sometimes it's hard to make that balance.
0: For sure, and it takes a lot of courage to share your vulnerabilities out into this public space. Uh, what motivates you to share your raw emotions with people? <sighs> I don't know. I always wonder if I'm gonna
1: <laughs> if I'm gonna regret it at some point. Um, I don't think I will. I just I don't know what, but I I appreciate you saying that because it is really scary. Um, sometimes sometimes I put a video out or a caption or something, and it just feels like I just poured my heart and soul out to the world, and it's just like, ooh, that's nerve wracking. For me, writing is my all is it's my true outlet. Like when I I don't share half the things that I write. I just write to write because it helps me break down my thoughts and understand kind of what's going on within me. And I just, I'll just write and write and write. And sometimes I write something and it, I feel that it can help someone else. And if I think that something that I've written could be beneficial to someone else, or I think that it could invoke the change that I want to see in myself and in the world, then I I put it out and I just kind of share it. I don't know. I don't pay attention to comments too much. I appreciate a lot of them and i'll I'll write back to people and I'll get a lot of I don't know it's just almost like I kind of try to detach myself from the result at some points in this kind of social media journey I've gotten so caught up in the likes and comments and what people think and and the numbers and how's it doing and I've kind of tried to detach myself from that um and I've also gotten a pretty fat head from a bunch of comments or i I'll, I'll I'll get really like. I've gotten really upset because a few people said a few things and it just kind of became this. You know what? This isn't, I'm doing this to share it with people, but it doesn't mean that I have to be influenced by the way that someone takes it. If someone loves what I say or hates what I say, that's none of my business. Like, that's fine. Um, I can, I can appreciate it. Um, or I can kind of just, ignore it or it just, it doesn't affect me. I don't allow it to have an effect on me.
0: Mm -hmm. And so it took you time to experiment with social media to learn this process or to learn, uh, I guess, this way of detaching yourself. What are some of your other biggest learning lessons from building up your community on social media?
1: Well, I think um, the number one thing In anything that you do and in building um, a social media channel is you have to be passionate about what you're sharing. You have to have a love for it because if you don't, you could love the result. I've been to places where I was literally creating content and posting content because I wanted the result of a lot of Instagram followers and that's not enough that is not a sustainable process. If you can't fall in love with the process, you're not gonna get the result. So at some point I stopped caring (laughs) what people thought and I started just posting what I actually cared about and of course I made some sacrifices, like I'm not gonna pretend like I have no attachment to likes and comments, like I obviously do things to get engagement because that is the name of the game, but it's within kind of my own barriers. Like I've set up rules for myself and lines for myself. Okay, you don't cross this line because that's not who you are. That's not what you want to represent. And if you kind of go down that path, you're not going to love what you do. And if you don't love what you do, you're not going to get to where you want to go. Um, the other thing would be consistency and working hard. I'm not going to pretend like I have a really hard job. I do not. I am very blessed and I don't <laughs> know how I got this blessed. But I will say that people tend to think it's a lot easier than it is because social media is a job. Creating content is a job and it's a job that doesn't stop. People want to see everything and you want to stay relevant. And so, you know, if you're doing Instagram by the, by the book, by how people say you should, you're, you're posting once a day, you know, and if not once a day, twice a day. And that's something that I've spaced myself off a little bit, but I'll probably just because I want to be putting out a purer kind of from the heart content and maybe like a deeper kind of meaning and make sure that I'm not just constantly putting out more noise. And maybe social media is making that change. But when I was kind of coming up into it, consistency was everything and it still is everything. Like if you want to grow a following, you need to be consistent. Um, You can't just drop off the map for two weeks. I've just dropped off the map like the first time in my entire Instagram um, career. So you're kind of catching me at an interesting time to talk about this. And that's just because I personally felt like I needed to take space to learn the lessons that I was learning before I tried to share them um, with the world. But overall, consistency and passion is what is going to help you stand out and make a name for yourself if if that's what you're trying to do.
0: For sure. And like you mentioned, from your work, you've had the opportunity to travel quite a bit. Uh, so collectively, from all of your travels, if you got to learn one thing about humankind from all these different places what would that be
1: hmm is that's, that's that is actually my favorite thing about traveling it's learning and it's learning and it, it's just such a beautiful thing like you just get to experiencing experience these people in these places and it just takes your breath away like you're just so it, it just teaches you something. I don't, I don't know how to explain what the, what the greatest lesson of travel is. To me, it, it's almost, cause it's, it's literally shaped who I am. And I feel like it's allowed me to grow towards the person I've always wanted to be. And I think it's done that just by kind of opening my mind in so many different ways and so many different forms. And, and with the people that I met and the stories that I heard, and the places that I've seen, and it's just, it's all these little lessons that slowly break down everything you think that you know, and allows you to have this, this broader view and appreciation for the world that we live in. And you start to understand that it's all just one planet and we're all one people and it's just one, it's just incredible. You start to feel more connected and you start to understand less and at, the same st- <laughs> and at the same time understand more.
0: Yeah, so it's kind of broken down these barriers and you go past labels and stereotypes to just seeing the world for what it is.
1: Yeah, exactly. You're just breaking down all these barriers. There's one after the other.
0: Yeah, and I feel like our world today is often divided because people get stuck on each other's differences. Uh, But like working towards a healthier planet for everyone requires everybody to come together. So on this note, how do you think we can get past our differences to just connect with each other more deeply?
1: That's a great, great question. You're just full of them today. (laughs) Um,
0: That is kind of my
1: journey. that's the legacy I definitely want to leave on this planet of like, I did everything I could to make a difference. And I think that you're, you're a hundred percent right. Like the first step is kind of connecting everyone and helping everyone understand that we're all connected and and that to tackle the world's biggest problems, to tackle climate change and inequality, poverty and all just, just the world's biggest issues we need to do it together, and I think that that's kind of what gets me excited about social media is the possibilities with us all being connected.
0: I agree. I think social media has a lot of power if we can use it with intention and positively.
1: Exactly. Yes. No. That's it's all that. It's almost like we have a choice, and I hate it when people talk about social media like it's doomed to create this like separated, depressed lonely generation and we're all just further separating ourselves. It's like, well, we, <laughs> could, we could do that if we want to, but let's acknowledge that that's a possibility and let's take it in the other direction. Let's work together to feel more connected and to lift each other up and to actually work together to be a better human race. There's so many possibilities with it.
0: For sure. Well, what are you most proud of having accomplished with your work in social media?
1: Hmm, most proud... There was When I went to Nepal, I worked with this organization called Raksha Nepal, which means Protection of Nepal. And it's this organization started by this lady, Manuka Tapa. And she started when she was 23, I think. Um, and she grew up on the streets at a very low class in Nepal um, and had a very rough come up and kind of came out of these really gnarly situations. And she decided that she was going to make a difference. Um, she wasn't going to let that, what happened to her, Abna, other girls and boys and children, like everyone, but mostly girls. Their goal, their purpose is to empower women and take girls who are in, like young girls, break my heart, out of these super, super gnarly situations like sexual abuse and trafficking, prostitution. And they take these, these young girls out and they give them a home and a family and sisters and they love them and they give them food and education. And it's just the most incredible, incredible thing I've ever seen. I've never seen a pure cause. And so to go there and to experience this place and to hold these girls and to just enjoy their presence and and like kind of be able to be for some of them, the first positive male role model ever. Mm. It was a blessing and it to be able to capture that and share with other people is probably what I'm most proud of. It went to extent where I was even able to, through just like the graciousness of my following and people wanting to help, we raised almost $3,000 to those kids just to put food on the table and and make sure that they can pay rent and just kind of keep it going and keep pulling these girls and some boys out of these really awful situations.
0: That's amazing. And I'm curious, just within your storytelling of this cause, what did you intentionally do that you feel like helped to to reach people deeply? So like move people to want to help? I just,
1: I tackled kind of a heavier subject. And I think that caught a lot of people by surprise because it's not something that you're seeing from a lot of people in my world who are kind of tackling maybe struggles and problems and things that aren't so glamorous about the travel and and telling stories that capture your heart. I try to bring a softer light to things. I try and be a little bit positive and focus on the parts of an issue that allow you to have hope and allow you to almost get involved and do your part to make a difference instead of making it all sound hopeless and dark and glum even in the darkest saddest most broken situations there is a lot of beauty like meeting these girls and seeing the smiles on their faces there's this one girl muna and she got rescued when she was 16 i think Mm -hmm. and she had this story that just i bawled my eyes out as soon as i left her presence i didn't want to completely break down in front of her but i was just so heartbroken um at the fact that that kind of evil exists in the world. Before she told me that story, I really got to know her. And she was one of the happiest, most joyful, positive people I've ever met. And so it's just stuff like that to where like these awful, awful, awful things happen in this world. But it's all, it can be, you know, I don't want to say reversible, but it, it can be mended. I try and, and bring real stories and real issues to light, but talk about how they can be mended. Um, And I think maybe that's what inspired people to help with this cause is it kind of gave them an opportunity to see the dark and the light and to do what they can to increase the light.
0: That's so beautiful. So to just really draw people in with the dark, but then let people know that there's a way to help and move Mm -hmm. forward. There's hope.
1: Yes, because that's definitely something that rings true Just in life, like there's going to be darkness and pain and struggle, but there's that yin and yang. There's always going to be the balance of light and good.
0: For sure. Well, what's next for you that we can look forward to and support?
1: I am about to launch my next captain's log on YouTube. Um, (laughs) Super, super excited. I've been working on it for a very long time now. Yeah, I shot for about 24 days. And I've been editing for, I want to say a month. It's it's a month that's kind of gone across the past two, maybe almost three months now. But it's really, really, really... Zimbabwe has always been my dream. It's always, always, always been my dream. Um, ever since I was a kid, just kind of the idea that there's wild places out there uh, where like giants walk and danger <laughs> kind of lurks around every corner. And I think everyone kind of has that dream uh, that just was inspired by just, you know... The Jungle Book, Tarzan or Lion King and definitely growing up in an environment that felt very jungly but very safe. We don't have snakes. We don't have big mammals. We don't have – so there's not – I always kind of longed for that tension and I really, really did get to experience it and go to some truly wild places that put me on edge and in fight or flight mode. And I got charged by a bow and I was like literally within – 10 feet of a wild pride of lions. It was crazy. Like I would go to sleep at night and wake up in the middle of the night to hippos fighting outside. <laughs> it was incredible.
0: Well, we're really looking forward to seeing your next vlog. So where can we go to find you online and on social media?
1: Um, it's Captain Potter is pretty much along all platforms. I make YouTube videos here and there. Um, I'm going to start making more stuff on YouTube. Cause I've pretty much just been making these captain's logs that I'm just pouring my heart and energy and time into. And so it takes a while to produce one, but I'm going to start doing smaller projects in between. So I'm creating more content there. Um, so that's YouTube, just captain Potter. And then my Instagram as well. You can see more of my daily stuff and kind of the, in the moment travel experiences and that's Instagram captain Potter as well.
0: Before we go into our final five, I have an exciting news to share with you. And that is that to thank you for being here, to thank you for tuning in we're giving away a gift card from a sustainability-driven retailer or brand to one of our newsletter subscribers at the end of every month. I do need your contact information to let you know if you've won, so to sign up, you can just enter your email address at greendreamer.com and in addition to receiving my Sunday emails of inspiration, you'll also automatically be entered for a chance to win our monthly giveaways. So don't miss out. Be sure to leave me your email address at greendreamer.com. And now, to our final five, let's power through. What's one inspiring publication or social media account you follow? Probably a hard one.
1: <laughs> Super hard. It depends on what space I'm in. Um, but right now, I would say National Geographic. I just love that they tell real stories and kind of allow you to go and find other very influential people because they'll they'll name the photographer. And usually those photographers are like on site and you can follow them if you really like the story and you can get this deeper look into the story.
0: What do you tell yourself to stay positive and inspired?
1: (laughs) Just, (laughs) I just tell myself to shut up. (laughs) I just, that's kind of my new realization of this idea that that voice in my head isn't actually who I am. And sometimes I just need to quiet it. Like those are just the noises the brain makes. Just, just shh and just kind of operate on a on a higher level. Like you don't – your brain doesn't need to comprehend everything you do, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: What's one must-do for your health, either daily or weekly?
1: Definitely the most important thing is the food that you eat. Um, and it can be a daily thing. It can be a weekly thing. Like I just think it's important to be conscious about what's going in your body and to think about yourself and our planet before you do so. I love the way that everything's moving with kind of this um, vegan, vegetarian movement. But I also see a lot of people who there's just no way that's ever going to be that. Like, I've there's just no way. I'm not sure if I'm one of them yet. I don't think I could ever give up fish because I live on an island and I like to go spearfishing and catch my own food. I don't know if I'll ever be able to give that up. But I have pretty much, I've given up red meat almost completely. I'll have some once a week at the most. And it's just, I I eat mostly veggies. Mm
0: -hmm. What's one simple action we can take for our planet's health this week?
1: Knowing the effects your food has on the planet and being aware of your plastic consumption. Mm. That's a really hard one and yet a really easy one
0: hmm What makes you most hopeful for our planet right now? Honestly, the
1: people, which is ironic because that's I feel like that's what most people would say. <laughs> Humans are the reason they don't have hope in this planet. But I honestly believe in us. And I really like the mindset that our generation is bringing into the world. And I think that we can inspire and will inspire a lot of change. And we're kind of looking at this era where we understand that okay, the last few generations really messed up and we need to start caring for our planet and we're not playing victim. We're not like, oh, no, 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 no. We are inspired to make a difference. And I meet so many people who actually wanna make a difference and want to make a change and to be a change. And it's just, it's refreshing. And I think that the human race is improving slowly, but surely. Mm
0: -hmm. And what final words of wisdom do you have for us as Green Dreamers?
1: love who you are love what you do and just chase that love forever because anything that you're not passionate about that you're not in love with that's just a waste of your life like we only have so many days
0: we only have so many days so love who you are and love what you do green dreamer thank you so much for tuning in you can find the two tweetable key takeaways from this interview in the show notes at greendreamer.com you can reach me with feedback on how i can improve the show for you through the website's contact page and again you can follow me on instagram at Kamea Shane. that's k-a-m-e-a-c-h-a-y-n-e